Hey everyone, welcome to the premiere of the PGA Pappas podcast. And you know we're going all gas, no breaks, right out of the gate with our first guest. He's got big game. He's got big personality. I'm talking, of course, about Eugenio Shakara from the Live Golf Tour. Eugenio, he's a two-time All-American from Oklahoma State University. He was the number one ranked player in men's college golf. He was the number two ranked amateur in the world before joining the Live Golf Tour. And I'm telling you, this conversation is absolutely fascinating. He's as real and true and genuine as it gets. And we talk about things like a recent injury that was pretty serious that he's been dealing with since the NCAA championships, uh, the influence that Seve Ballesteros had on Shaka's early development. And <laughs> at the end, Shaka even gives me a, a little Spanish lesson. So, And of course, we talk about live golf. And I'm telling you, just absolutely fascinating stuff. He loves being there. He's really honest about everything. I think you're going to love this. Episode one, PJ Pappas podcast, Eugenio Shakara. What's up, big man? Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm good. And you? Good. Good. How was uh, How was home? I'm sorry. I, I was getting out of the locker room and I got Sergey in there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to ask you something about that in a little bit. Like, if you can give me like a fun story, uh, and I'll tell yeah. you why in a little bit. But but how was home? I mean, it, it must have been great to be back it's home, good. right? It was good. I mean, I'm finally finally healthy again after that national my hip tear my hip i've been two two months month and a half struggling to walk and without taking pills and shit so it's i'm finally finally back it's normal get some 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 steam cells in my hip and i feel great again so my swing is feeling good again hitting the ball really good so so it was good i with some cast today beat the guys a little so i'm getting some confidence back and hopefully i can have a good week this week Nice, yeah. Take down Trump Nationals, huh? How did how did that injury? You know, when did it it started? Like around the NCAA championships, right? Your hip injury. Sorry, I. In Oregon, without even feeling my hip again, so it was it was a tough month and a half. But as I said, I'm finally healthy again and swinging the ball good. I'm pretty confident about about my golf game again. So it's been it's been good, and I it's a good learning lesson that I learned in nationals to fight without being good, but also learn a lesson that sometimes you just need to withdraw because it might take you two more months to be good when it will only take you a week. So. Two, two lessons that I learned in that week that's important for my for my career and happy that happened and I, I know what's going to happen next when I get into this problem. That's great. I was going to say, I can't believe you actually even played with that kind of injury, as painful as that is. And, you know, since we met a year ago, that's one of the things that's always struck me about you is that you really do want to continue to learn, you know, learn whenever you can and, and get better whenever you can. And uh, Yeah, for sure. I'm always trying to get better. Like, I always, I know there's always going to be someone that's better than me in something, so I always try to learn from them and get better. So... As I said, I didn't want to leave Oklahoma State. I mean, I won regionals, and after regionals playing basketball, I felt that. And it was probably a bad idea to play basketball before nationals, but, I mean, we're just 21-year-old kids. Exactly. That we're playing, and we're, in, we're boring Oklahoma State after practice, and we just – something that happens in life, and and it's just, it's, just, it's just something to learn about. But, I mean, I didn't want to leave the team down, so the only possibility for me to be able to play and, and just now feel it, it was to get an infiltration that I just – 
zoom a little bit and don't feel it. So, so I just make the risk and the risk didn't go as well as I thought. I thought it was going to be only a couple of weeks and then I'll be fine, but it took me two months to be back to normal. So it's just lessons in the life gives you. So, so I'm, I'm excited that I learned from it and I hopefully I can help do different some next time. I love that about you, man, for real. Um, and, you know, speaking of, you know, lessons and going back, uh, some people know about this, but, you know, you grew up in Spain, obviously, you won just like 100 plus tournaments, right? Like best junior golfer in the year in Spain for like eight or nine years. And 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 you were you were uh, impacted and trained by Seve Ballesteros and his brother, right? And do you do you look back on that and think how cool that is? I, I'm actually, I've got Seve's book right in front of me right now. I just It just came in the mail today, A Life Through the Lens. And uh, like, how cool is that when you look back? And like, what would you say? Like, one of the most important things that Sevi taught you that that's still with you today? Yeah, I mean, he was area in Santander. So yeah, like you said, defensive Isteros, his brother was my first coach. I remember when I was six, seven years old, going back to short game on par three courses with Sevi when he was sick, obviously. But I mean, just to see him how. How much he loved the game of golf helped me a lot and one of the things he always told me was like he asked me one question one day do you want to be like me and obviously when you're seven years old and he sold these things in golf i say yes and he told me okay so the only way you can be to like me is you need to practice like i do so that that impact me and he always told me there is like there's never enough in golf like when you think you're practicing enough you're not when you think you're when you're sleeping there's a guy in australia that's practicing so that's never enough so what he told me that I learned the lesson pretty quick. It's like, okay, so if I want to be like Seve was in golf, I need to grind as much as I can. So I took that for granted, and I just, you know, I, I, every every people you ask, they can say whatever they want to say, but they will never speak. I don't work hard. I mean, I get there in the course the first, and I leave the last. So it's been like that for the last 10 years, 12 years since Seve told me that, and I hopefully I can stay, still do that, and hopefully I can be like him one day. Yeah, and, and the fact that you love it too, right? I mean, you're out there playing as yeah, much I as mean, you can. I love, I love the, the game of golf. I mean, I'm people saying, oh man, why you? I, I like going with my friends. I was like, oh, I mean, you like doing that, but I, I love hitting balls and just chip and pot and play games. That's when huh? you're having fun, just drinking beers with your friend. I, I'm also having the same fun as you, just being in a short game or playing nine holes. You know, mm-hmm. so it's something that I love and it's something that I work, I want to work on for the rest of my life. Yeah, well, seriously, somewhere, hopefully sooner than later, I definitely want to get out somewhere with you and play. And if, if we play competitive, I'm going to need at least 15 strokes from you, but hopefully it's just a couple beers <laughs> playing games. And, uh, we will do it for sure, man. Okay. Um, and then we've talked, you know, over the past year, you, you've told me how you've changed, how you've grown, actually, in, in your last year at Oklahoma State. Um, and again, it was a phenomenal year, right? Three wins, and I think, I think that one stretch of, like, five, five tournaments, you won two of them, you finished third. He had like a 67 scoring average and just streaks of 60, 60, 60, you know, tournament after tournament, round after round. And I'm wondering, like, specifically, how did you improve or, or what changed? Because you've told me that you that you grew, your game grew, your skills grew, your personality grew. And like, how exactly would you describe how you grew? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Oklahoma State make all the changes. I mean, if I didn't say this, I'm lying. I mean, what Coach Brown and Coach Sarr did for me and that's for the guys on the team, it's something unique. I mean, it's just how how they teach you what they what they what they do, what what how we practice, what we have at Oklahoma State, something special. If I feel like from Oklahoma, if I didn't went to Oklahoma State, I was not gonna be like where I am right now as a as a golfer, as a person. I mean, you have everything you need to be successful in 
in golf and you have like two guys that know everything about about golf so so it's been it's been it's been great for me and I hopefully hopefully I can be there like I'm mean, I'm I'm planning on living there and being with the team and with the boys is something that I feel like it's something they're they, they're they're special they're just really special mm. and they help me in all aspects of my game not just ball striking or hitting the ball or doing just like oh being a better person know how to play golf and just not know how to get like give the importance that golf has in life so so they've been great for me it's like my second family i love everyone it's it's every one of them starting from like the academic people to the our physical therapy our strength guy and then obviously coach Darren, and coach Allen and they're like my second dad so it's been amazing and i love all of them yeah, I mean, I can tell truly that you you genuinely appreciate that, um, and you love those relationships. And so, okay, you know, touch a little bit on Liv. I mean, people know obviously this is your second tournament coming up uh, this week, and everybody, you know, I, I know you've talked about it a little bit with me with other people, but you know, how how does that happen? You know, you were gonna you were gonna go back to Oklahoma State, and then Liv came over to you, and you decided yeah. it was a good decision for yeah, you. I mean, I mean, I was gonna go back to Oklahoma State because, like I said, I feel like. I feel great over there and everything was great and what PH3 University is give you is great but I mean at the end of the day they only give you six events and then you need to play great to have you need to win basically to have a chance of getting your PH3 card or even save your country through car like I saw my buddy Austin Eckhart finish top five in the PH University and he played not bad and then he was then went into Q school and then didn't finish him to get any stars in Q school and he was doing Monday qualifying until June and now he's playing great and hopefully he can stay playing like that all the time and win all the tournaments and be a, the PGA Tour and all, all that I always I always want him the best he's a great guy but I mean I just thought that that was also a possibility because Austin is a great player so I was like man I will just stay another year and like I mean I'm not going to get into like why the, the trophies and all that in college golf I mean it's very easy and people that knows about golf and sport you can just see what guy what what the guy that won everything did and what i did and it's not even it's not even a question like i mean mm -hmm. i won four times the other guy won one time that nobody was there and all those things so i just saw how political college golf is and what everything matters so i was like i mean i did everything i need to do in college golf and then when i had this millionaire thing from leave golf that it gives me three years for sure every star and then asian tour that they're increasing the prices more than PGA Tour and everything. I was like, it makes sense for me. Like, I'm going to play 26 events every uh, for three years mandatory. I'm going to have life set. I have my, going to have my life set for life. And I'm also going to get experience instead of playing with college players. I'm playing with people that won on the PGA Tour and won majors. So all was positive things. I think Leaf Golf is great. I think what they're doing it's great, and I and everyone everyone here is loving it and how they treat us and everything. It's great for for me, and I'm learning a lot, and I and I'm excited for the opportunity, and I'm hopefully I can play my best as well this week, this week, and the upcoming weeks. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like all positives. I, I do want to ask you. I mean, because I'm, I'm sure you know, you know, the PGA Tour is suspending players who've who've gone over to live. Was that something that you were concerned about? Hey, like I want to play in the majors. Yeah, I mean, I I I reach out before making decision to. PGA Tour and European Tour, and the the message was clear. If you ever, if you never been a member of any of the tours or never won money in any of the tours, they can't do anything to you. So me as an amateur, I was never a member of any tour of the European Tour or the PGA Tour, so they couldn't do anything for me. So to me, basically, I'm just starting my golfing career in another tour, like it was like Spanish Tour or whatever tour, but instead of 
of playing with other players and playing with great players. So for me, it was all positive. They can do anything after three years when my contract's done. I can get a new contract with Leafs and stay there, or I can decide to go to Q school and hopefully get into the contrary tour, PU tour, or European tour, or Challenge tour. But I mean, I'm going to go there with my life set up. So I'm not going to there with, with like, when you're out of college and you need to play good to get your life going. I'm going to be there with life set, and hopefully I can, like I said right now, Hopefully I can stay in lead ball of an Asian tour for the rest of my life. I mean, it's been great. I think they're doing great things, and I'm having so much fun. Yeah, I mean, I love hearing that. I mean, because I know you think about it, and I know you you know, you know, pay attention to everything, and, and you speak true and from the heart, and uh, I love to hear that. The one other, you know, speaking of one other thing about Liv, obviously, I mean, you know, there's people talking positive. Sometimes there's people talking negative. I'm, I'm seeing momentum growing towards positive. But one one of the, the common negatives that, that you sometimes see people talk about is they'll say, hey, it's only 54 holes. There's no cut. It's not really competition. There's no pressure. And you've played, you know, on the PGA Tour in events. You've played in live events. And obviously, you're a, <laughs> I know you're a really competitive dude. So what would you say to people who are saying, you know, it's only 54 holes. It's no cut it's it's not really competitive when you well, you've played on both well they're i mean obviously they're wrong but like we're living a life that everyone is going to think different you know mm-hmm. there's different opinions and it doesn't matter what you do there's going to be people that likes it and people that doesn't like it that's what how the world is so basically i mean uh, it's definitely wrong like we're all <laughs> guys that wants to win we want to beat each other it's like college golf saying no you're playing with no pressure you, yes you are I mean you want to win the tournament even though you're not have a chance to win individually you can still win the team I mean live golf like doesn't matter if you're T30 like me last week I was T30 out of 48 going into the last round I moved out to like T24 but I, the most important I held my team with the round even part that Sergio was one over to finish in the top three at the podium so I mean I don't know if you saw the video but the videos of all our teams celebrating Carlos Ortiz had that it didn't mean anything, that in the future nothing will happen, is something unique. And I think there's a lot of competition. We want to win, but there's, there's, I would say there's more competition than the future. I mean, people, people here, they're in a great mood, and obviously they're happy and all these things, and there's great, great mojo and everything. But we, at the end of the day, when the tournament starts, we all want to win. We all want to play great. We all want to, I mean, you would rather finish seventh than finish tenth. You'd rather win than finish second. Not just because of the money, just because you love golf and you want to win tournaments. And the same thing on the team team apart. You want to finish in the top three. You want to win. So so there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of things to be motivated for. And I promise you, I don't have, I, I'm not playing with no motivation or anything. I think the no-cut thing in three rounds, it's something that's different. And I think it's great. I mean, we all play at the same time. We have the same conditions. And also, for me, that I'm starting my personal career Having just to play three rounds and get more experience every tournament is something great. I don't know about other guys who are just talking about me and myself playing with playing just three rounds, and I know I'm have just to get the flights and everything and just organize your life. It's way easier, and also I know what I'm playing three rounds, and I'm going to get experience every single round. And it's something that I think it's, it's a good idea, and that's why I'm here, and I I support Leaf 100. percent yeah, and I did see that video, and it was pure joy. You're right, and and like you said earlier, like some people will like things, some people won't. And you know, I've always thought another way to look at it is you're actually playing more competitive rounds than a PGA Tour because those first two rounds, you know, before the cut, then you've got two to decide who wins, whereas you guys have three rounds to decide who wins. So I never really got it understood the uh, people saying that you know it's not competitive and there's no pressure, but it's it's really cool to hear your perspective on that, and um, so appreciate that. And obviously, you know, like when, when I first saw you out at uh, East Lake Cup and, you know, you're a passionate guy and you're a passionate player and you're fist pumping, you're chest pounding. And 
Uh, sometimes, how do you keep that under control? Because I imagine sometimes you want to let that go because that sort of, that extra adrenaline maybe can like raise you to even sharper levels of play, but other times that can burn you, right? So is that is that something that you figure out as you're playing how to control to release it or it's just who you are? Or I mean, I love seeing it, right? I mean, you're like a really gregarious... Well, yeah, I mean, I... I love the game of golf, so I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have expressions and I'm gonna have things. I mean, I'm getting better. I'm trying to get better at it and just be more calm and more normal. But I mean, at the end of the day, that's how the person I. I mean, I love the game of golf. I know what I'm able to, and I play to win and I play to do great. So when that happens, when you do a good shot and or whatever, you know, you're gonna see emotions. I mean, I normally don't get very mad or pissed off or anything. I'm very educated, but I mean, you're always going to see fist pump or getting excited. I mean, I'm just lost. I'm not, not against everyone or anything. I'm just pumping myself up because I just love a game of golf and I just want to get reward when I do something good. Um, but I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to get better. Like, I mean, I want to get better as a person, as a player every time I go out there. And like you said, playing just three rounds and know that I'm going to play all the rounds gives me more experience and more to learn off every other player. Like I played last, my first event as a pro, I played the last day with Phil Nicholson, probably like 20 20 to 30,000 people following us and just talking to him every single hole and every single fairway walking to the balls and just listening for a guy that won all these tournaments on the PA Tour and majors and being all the one of the number one in the world and all these things just giving, just learning and talking to him and giving him his advice is something unique and I think I obviously made a good decision and I'm happy for for these tournaments and the future for sure yeah um again just listening to you i mean again you know what you're doing it's it's obviously it was a right decision for you and and there's a lot of positives like you know we're only touching on a few of them and if there weren't you wouldn't have gone but you're you're recognizing there's a lot to it and uh i'm really happy to hear hear you say that when when you're talking about getting better too um just going back a little bit are you big on statistics i mean i'm just curious because obviously you know amateurs like me i mean some pros get like really down and deep into you know strokes grained approach things like that to what you want to work on and evaluate your game or or do you just pretty much like a field player like hey i know what i did well i know what i didn't do well and and you go tackle it that way yeah, I mean, I have my team, I have my stats, and depends on the week, that's how golf is. You need to get better at something, you know? I hit the ball, I hit the drive grade this week, but next week, why not? So, after the, every tournament finish, I go and see my stats and see what I need to get work on, and I will work on that next week. So, I feel like golf, you always can get better. You know, there's always someone that's going to be better than you at something. So, that's why I love the game of golf. It's something that you always can improve and get better in every single thing. So, I'll work as hard as I can to get to be the best on every single thing. I know it's very hard and it's something that's very rarely, but I mean... It's just something to have motivation for and just work, work and work every single day to be the best you can. Yeah, dude, I'm smiling this whole time as I'm listening to you because it's just how much you love this game. It just comes out every time we speak. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I, that I love. I never did it because someone told me to. It's something right. that I love and I know I want to be the best in the world, so I won't stop working hard and doing everything, the right things to be the number one in the world. Mm-hmm. All right, let's wrap this up with a, just a few short questions. One thing I've been curious about, I never asked you, you have a picture of a dog on your Twitter banner. Is is that your dog? Yeah, that's my first dog, Oliver, that he died because someone in a park put something that, that he did. So it's special for me. I mean, he was my first dog when I was eight years old, and he had sore life. He only lived for six years because he did something that killed him in a, in a park. So it's been... Been since since I was nine, since I was ten years old in my in my Twitter there, so it's gonna be there for a while. 
Yeah, I know. It actually, it's interesting you say that because actually last night I took my dog Sam to emergency. He, he also ate something. He's fine, but he was he was in bad shape oh. last night. He, he's right next to me right now. You'll meet him someday. It seems he's fine. Yeah, Sam. Fine. There's a lot of crazy people in the world. Yeah, there is. Um, second question: What's it? Did not be competitive round, but what's the lowest score you've ever shot? You know, comp- I shot fifty nine in in Scottsdale National in the PXC, so in Arizona. That's my lowest round. That's nice. Mm-hmm. And just everything was clicking that day, or was it clicking and grinding, or just one of those days, right? Yeah, I mean, it was it was actually my one of my first rounds with my broomstick, and I was feeling the ball like I normally do, and my pads were finally going in. So, so I mean, that's where I know that the broomstick was was looking pretty good and still in my back, and hopefully I can still be putting like this for a long time. That's play good and win some tournaments yeah i know you've, you told me you've been working with the broomstick for a while i'm glad that that's working out for you um if you had if you had a walk-up song you know like let's first hold trump national what's what song do you want playing when shaka walks up there i don't know i'm a big fan with the with the golf team in the state of with eminent so without me guess who's back back again <laughs> we put that just to make a joke with the law with the team so probably that one but i mean i'm pretty chill i can listen to everything I love every single song. Depends on my mood. Nice. All right. But, All right. And last two, uh, we, like you were talking about Sergio, and, and he's your friend, and he's been your mentor. And t- tell me a Sergio story. And the reason I asked this, too, is because my wife, Erin, and at the time of this story, she was my girlfriend, but we were at WC Bridgestone like six, seven, eight years ago. And we're sitting outside a, a practice green, and Jordan, I think, had just won the U.S. Open, and he, and he throws a ball up in the air. And uh, a bunch of kids, like just a herd, they start running towards the ball. And my and my girlfriend's back was turned at the time, and they stampeded her. Like a fence fell over her. She was bleeding. She was bruised. And so obviously we decide to leave. And we're walking through the parking lot. And I swear to God, here comes Sergio. And Sergio's like, hey, what's the matter? Do you need, are you okay? Do you need like a towel and water? And he pulls a towel out of his bag and water to help Aaron clean up. And then for no reason at all, he, he pulls his head cover off and he signs it and he I forget exactly what he said, but he's like, I know this is going to make it feel better, but, you know, maybe a little bit. And then she took a picture with him. So what a great dude. And uh, him he, being... He's, he's definitely a great guy. He's one of my best buddies, and he's been like that for the last six years. He helped me in all he can. So we're really close. We practice a lot together. We And he's been great for me. He's always trying to teach me and, and teach me things. I mean, I play with him 18 holes today, and we try to play as much as we can together. He's so, like you said, he's um, a great guy. He's also obviously a great player, but he's important thing about, about him. He's... He's he's a better person than all the people say about him. He's oh, yeah. he's really good. He's been amazing for me, and I have only good things to say about him. Hopefully, we can be like that for a long time. Yeah, that's that's what we saw. I mean, that's Aaron's favorite player. I think forever. Eventually, probably you're going to be her favorite player because she's going to listen to this podcast. But and the last thing I want to wrap it up with. Speaking of my wife, Aaron. I'd like you to teach me something right now in Spanish. Our anniversary, my anniversary is coming up with Aaron in a couple months. And obviously we're going to go somewhere. What can I say to her in Spanish that will like really like, you know, something romantic that'll make her swoon? And don't tell me what it is in English, but just tell me, tell me to say something in Spanish to her and I'm going to repeat it. And then tell me if that's good. And then you tell me what it is. What should I tell her? To your wife? Yeah. Something like romantic in Spanish. What would I tell her? You might say like, te quiero, it's like I love you or like, 
Muchas gracias, something like that. Like, thank you very much for everything. I don't know. I mean, depends on what what she likes, but I mean, I would say the first one will, will make make her make her feel good. So it's te quieres. Yeah, te quiero. Te quiero, and that just means I love yeah. you. Yes. Okay, and I did that good. Te quiero. Yeah, that's good. That's All right. Good. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate it as always. Have a yeah, great week. Thank you. Um, we'll catch up soon, buddy. Thank you. We catch up soon.